0: I'm Eddie Chamney Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to our study on the Hebraic Roots of Christianity. We need to remember that whenever we're studying the Hebraic Roots of Christianity, we must keep everything centered on Yeshua the Messiah. That's because it is written in Psalm chapter 40 and verse seven, then said I, lo I come, in the volume of the book, it is written of me. That verse is quoted of Yeshua and Hebrews in chapter 10 in verse 7 that in the volume of the book or the totality of Scripture it is written of him then Yeshua himself stated in Luke chapter 24 verse 44 these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the Torah of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me so Yeshua said that the Hebrew Scriptures were written of him that the Torah is written of him. Then in a conversation with the Jews in John in chapter 5 and verse 46, Yeshua said, "For had you believed Moses or believed the Torah or that which is written in the Torah, you would believe me or believe in me, for he, that is the Torah or Moses is written of me. So central in realizing and understanding that the Torah, is written of Yeshua is that he gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. And we can see this in the New Testament if we can accept that Yeshua is our Savior and he saves his people from their sins. So let's establish this. Matthew in chapter 1 and verse 21, it says, And she, Mary, shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name in Hebrew, Yeshua, which means salvation. So why is the Messiah of Israel and the Messiah of the world named salvation? Because it goes on to say, he shall save his people from their sins. And then in Luke in chapter two, in verse 11, it is written for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Messiah, the Lord's so. Yeshua is our Savior, and Yeshua saves his people from their sins. Now, let's look at James in chapter 4, and the first part of verse 12, which says, there is one lawgiver who is able to save. In other words, the one that is able to save, and it's Yeshua that saves his people from their sins, he is also the lawgiver. And John in chapter 14 and verse Fifteen, Yeshua said, If you love me, keep my commandments. When he said those words, love me and keep my commandments, he was making a link or a reference or an association to the very first place in the Bible where we see the phrase, love me and keep my commandments. And it is found in the chapter on the given of the Ten Commandments. That's Exodus in chapter 20. And the one speaking in Exodus chapter 20, verse 2, is Yahweh Elohim who brought his people out of Egypt, and he goes on to say in verse 6 showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. And so when Yeshua said, love me and keep my commandments, in the mind of his audience, who would be familiar with the Ten Commandments, he was referring them back to this verse in the Ten Commandments and associating this verse with himself. Looking at the context of the verse, the one who said those words is Yahweh Elohim. So by association, Yeshua, when he said, If you love me, keep my commandments. He is saying that he is Yahweh Elohim. He is saying that he is the one that brought his people out of Egypt. And he is saying that he is the one that gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. Then in Psalm in 103. In verse 17, we see that it says that the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. Verse 18, to those that remember his commandments to do them. His mercy or his grace is from everlasting to everlasting. And just as it said in Exodus chapter 20, verse 6, it's upon those who endeavor to love him and to remember and seek to observe and do his commandments or follow his Torah. In Psalm 136, we have a phrase that's repeated over and over. His mercy endures forever. And this is how each verse in Psalm 136 reads. And it says in verse 3, O oh, give thanks to the Lord of Lords, for his mercy endures forever. Forever, And it, then it goes on to remember the things that he did in delivering his people from Egypt. And in each item, it then says, his mercy endures forever. You see, there isn't just a certain period of time following the death of Yeshua. That's an age of grace or an age of mercy. Because the grace or the mercy of the God of Israel has always existed. It's a characteristic of the God of Israel. Israel himself. And he himself stated in Exodus and chapter 34, verses 6 and 7, the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious. Verse 7, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin. You see, mercy, which is also translated as loving kindness in the King James, is the Hebrew word chesed. And this is a characteristic of the God of Israel himself, as is stated in Jeremiah in chapter 9 and verses 23 and 24, where it says in verse 23, thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, and neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but him that glories glory in this, that he understands understands that he knows me, that he knows who I am, that he knows my character, that I am a God that exercises said mercy, loving kindness, as well as judgment and righteousness. You see, the children of Israel were saved or redeemed or delivered out of Egypt by the grace of the God of Israel. In Exodus chapter 3 verse 21, it says, I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians." it will come to pass that when you are go you will not go out empty the word favor is the hebrew word chain it's the strong's number 2580 in the strong's hebrew dictionary and this same word is found in genesis in chapter 6 in verse 8 which says noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And then regarding Moses in Exodus in chapter 33, verses 12 through 17. In effect, Moses is having a conversation with the God of Israel. And he says, you've given me this job task of leading the children of Israel out of Egypt through the wilderness and leading them unto the promised land. But in order for me to be able to do this, I need your grace. Will you give it to me? Exodus chapter 33. 3, verse 12. Moses said unto the Lord, See, you say unto me, Bring up this people, and you've not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have found grace in my sight. Now therefore, I pray thee, if I have found grace, in your sight show me now your way that i might know you that i might find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people then verse 17 the lord said to moses i will do this thing that you have spoken for you have found grace in my sight and i know you by name so grace or mercy is a characteristic of the god of israel himself and it is from everlasting to everlasting and he bestows it upon those that love him who those who endeavor to follow or keep his commandments or his Torah and so there isn't just a certain period of time that's an age of grace in another period of time that's an age of law or an age when you were to keep the commandments of God keeping the commandments of God which is keeping the Torah of God and Torah means teaching or instruction and the Torah or the teaching or instruction of God in written form we believe is it is Genesis to Revelation that Torah and the Word of God are synonymous. In Isaiah, in chapter 2, the end of verse 3, it says, out of Zion shall go forth the Torah and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. So, this is Hebrew parallelism, where Torah is being equivalenced with the word of the Lord. And regarding the Torah, or the word of the Lord, in Isaiah chapter 40, in verse 8, it says, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God, or the Torah of our God will stand forever. There isn't just an age of law, an age of the commandments, an age of the word of the Lord. His word is forever. His grace is forever. And we don't choose between following his commandments or his grace. He gives grace or mercy to those that love him who endeavor to keep his commandments. We could further see how Yeshua gave the Torah at Mount Sinai in Isaiah chapter 33, verse 22. It says, the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. So the one that saves us, that is Yeshua. Matthew chapter one, verse 21. He will save his people from their sins. He's our savior. Luke chapter two, verse 11. The one that saves us is also our judge. Romans chapter 14, verse 10. It says, we will all stand before the judgment seat of Messiah. And he's also our king. Nathaniel said, to Yeshua in John chapter 1 verse 49, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And then in Revelation in chapter 19 verse 16, it says of Yeshua, he has on his vesture, on his thigh, a name written king of kings and Lord of lords. So Yeshua saves us. He is our judge and he is our king. He is also the lawgiver. Yeshua gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. Now, in Jeremiah, in chapter 6 and verse 16, it says, Thus says the Lord, stand in the ways and seek and ask for the old paths, which is the good way, and walk therein. The old path, which is good, and walk therein. Live it. And if you do, you will find rest for your souls. So, that verse is quoted in the phrase, you will find rest for your souls, by Yeshua in Matthew, in chapter 11 where he says in verse 29 take my yoke upon you and learn of me what do we learn of yeshua his teachings his commandments that's what we learn of him his torah he gave the torah learn of me and then he says in verse 29 if you learn of me you will find rest for your soul he's saying follow my torah and then regarding the torah he says my yoke is easy and my burden is light what makes it easy because because we are not to follow his Torah in our own minds, in our own thoughts, in our own ability, in our own understanding. But we are to follow his Torah with the help, guidance, and inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Ezekiel chapter 36 and verses 26 and 27. A new heart will I give you. A new spirit will I put within you. I will take away the stony heart. I will give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes to keep my judgments and do them. The purpose of the indwelling Holy Spirit is to cause us to walk in the statutes and judgments, the commandments, the Torah of the God of Israel so in John in chapter 16 and verse 13 Yeshua said when the spirit of truth is come he will guide you in all truth the spirit of truth will lead and guide you in truth but what is truth Psalm 119 verse 142 thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and your Torah is truth Psalm 119 verse 151 all your commandments are truth. And then Yeshua said in John chapter 14 and verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then he said to those who believe on him, to those who follow Yeshua in John in chapter 8 verse 31, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. What's the truth? The truth is the Torah. The truth is the commandments. The truth is Yeshua. Yeshua is the truth because he's the one that gave the Torah. And Yeshua is the truth because he's the word of God. He's the word of God made flesh. John chapter 1 verses 1 and 2 and the word of God is the Torah and truth is the Torah. The truth is keeping the commandments and if we believe in Yeshua, if we're saved by grace through faith, if we love him keep his commandments, if we follow his Torah by his spirit then the truth that we walk in will set us or make us free. In contrast to if we walk in sin because sin puts us in bondage. And what is sin? First John chapter 3, verse 4, whoever commits sin transgresses the Torah, for sin is the transgression of the Torah. So in Ephesians, in chapter 2, in verses 8 and 9, it says, For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And so in Romans, in chapter 3, in verses 28 through 30, Paul is addressing both Jew and non-Jew. Jew, in effect, explaining that both Jew and non-Jew are saved by grace through faith. And then he asks this question in Romans chapter 3 verse 31, do we, that is Jew and non-Jew, do we make void the Torah through faith? Do we do away with the Torah because we're saved by grace through faith? And then he answers the question, God forbid we establish the Torah. We, Jew and non-Jew, after we're saved by grace through faith, we establish or we, follow the Torah then Paul explained how he followed the Torah in Romans chapter 7 verse 22 he says I delight in the Torah of God after the inward man or the one that has the indwelling Holy Spirit Paul says he believes in Yeshua as Messiah and he follows the Torah by the Spirit and then in Romans chapter 7 verse 25 Paul says so then with my mind or my will I myself serve or follow the Torah of God so so here in the book of Romans, Paul explicitly says he follows the Torah. He says that Jew and non-Jew is to follow the Torah. And then he says how he follows the Torah. He delights in the Torah after the inward man. In Acts, in chapter 21, Paul was accused of not following the Torah and accused of teaching others to not follow the Torah. And he rejected the claim. And the rejection of his claim, rejection of that claim that Paul didn't follow the Torah and the rejection of the claim against Paul that he taught others not to follow the Torah, that Paul's defense of that claim is Acts chapter 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, and the last part of Acts chapter 28. So if the last part of the book of Acts only deals primarily with one issue, charges against Paul that he didn't follow the Torah and that he taught others not to follow the Torah, he rejects the claim. And then in Romans chapter 3, verse 31, he says, says, both Jew and non-Jew are to follow the Torah. And in Romans chapter 7 verse 22, he says he follows the Torah by the Holy Spirit. And in Romans chapter 7 in verse 25, he says, I with my will, my mind, my determination, I seek to follow the Torah of God. How is it that traditional Christianity has the viewpoint of Paul that he taught believers in Yeshua that once they accept him as Savior and Lord, that they're not supposed to follow the Torah. So we're doing a study series entitled Torah and the New Testament and we're going through those scripture verses from the New Testament with a primary focus on Paul's letters that traditional Christians like to quote or refer to to try to make the claim that a believer in Yeshua is not supposed to follow the Torah and the reason why this happens is because Peter explained in Second Peter in chapter three regarding Paul in his writings, he says in verse 16 and also in all of his letters referring to Paul speaking in them of these things in which some things he says is hard to understand, which they that are unlearned and unstable. You see, it's hard to understand for those that are unlearned. What does it mean? Those who are unlearned, those that don't know the Torah, for those who don't know the Torah, that the things that Paul explains. It says here that they twist to their own destruction. And how do they twist the words of Paul to their own destruction? They come to the conclusion that they're not supposed to follow the Torah. And if you don't follow the Torah, 1 John chapter 3 verse 4, you transgress the Torah. If you transgress the Torah, you sin. So in one regard, it's said in traditional Christianity, we need to live a holy life, we shouldn't sin, but then they say after we shouldn't sin that you shouldn't follow the Torah. Well, if sin is transgressing the Torah and we shouldn't sin by definition of the word, when you say we shouldn't sin, you're saying we should follow the Torah. So it makes no sense to say that we shouldn't sin and then say that we shouldn't follow the Torah when sinning is transgressing the Torah. So we're looking at the New Testament. We're looking at these passages from a Hebraic perspective. We're looking at the passages in context. We're looking at them the way that they would be viewed in the first century, and we're looking at them from a Torah perspective, a Torah understanding. And ironically, much of Paul's arguments that he ends up making he ends up explaining and referring to the Torah. He's making Torah arguments. For example, in the book of Romans chapter 4, he talks about Abraham and his life and how as a result of Abraham's life and the principles and the things we're supposed to learn from Abraham's life, that we apply it to faith in Yeshua. You take the Torah and the Torah principles and you apply it to faith in Yeshua. He does the same thing in Galatians chapter 3, talking about Abraham and the things that happen in, in Abraham's life. So the Torah means the teaching or the instructions of God. So we are to take and understand the Torah principles, learn of and from the examples and the lives of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we're to apply those things to our lives with the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And those are the principles we apply to expressing our faith in Yeshua HaMashiach. Abraham didn't earn from his own merit right standing with God. He trusted in what God told him to do. He believed. Believed what God promised him so we are righteous and our sins are forgiven when we put our trust faith and confidence in Yeshua to forgive us of our sins and then we walk by faith Paul said in Romans chapter 1 verse 17 that the just shall live by faith and so in the last part of this session we're going to be sharing with you from Ephesians chapter 2 and Colossians chapter 2 because there are verses in both Ephesians 2 and Colossians 2 that Christians like to quote and try to to make the claim that we're not supposed to follow the Torah. So we will examine in more detail Ephesians 2 and Colossians chapter 2 in one moment. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.
1: Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching if you've been blessed will you help us to share this message with others hebraic heritage ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts in order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others we are offering today the dvd yeshua the lawgiver for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you his peace. Yeshua HaMashiach, Sar Shalom. In the name of Yeshua the Messiah, Prince of Peace. Amen.